Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring Dags and Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. We are pharmaceutical grade, pure power. Welcome, Johnny Rage, to this powerful episode. I do solemnly swear that I will perform to the best of my ability during this podcast. God, I love John Philip Sousa music. Do Doesn't you know? that get you going, that marching? Bang, 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 bang. Ugh, yeah. Powerful. Especially when it's done by the, the true pros, the yes. military. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's just everything is precise and mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. We have a new president. Brand new president. 45th of these United States of America. Love him or hate him. It's a fact. We all love him. A powerful country. A powerful podcast. President Donald J. Trump. Now, how many people, there was always that notion that he's just doing this just to gain notoriety as if he needed any more. At some point, he was just going to bail. Are, does this finally sink in? Has, has the Americans, he's not going to get up at, during a speech, during the inauguration and say, thank you guys, but Pence is really your guy. <laughs> I, I, Pence does have powerful gray hair, though. That's very presidential that hair. He does. He looks good. You know. Why can't you look that good? I thought I did. No, I'm, you don't look that good. Well, keep in mind what they do on TV. They, they, you know, filter and get the red eye out. If they, you know, and plus pants, they always say you look 10 pounds heavier on TV, right? Oh God. Can you imagine you on TV? (laughs) 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 You'd be stepping on houses and knocking Uh, power lines over. Man, here it is a good day. We're starting off on the right foot. You got a goal there. I mean, it's 45th president. Uh, duly, uh, no longer elect president elect Trump, but now the actual president. How you know, much? Listen, they were talking to past presidents before, and they said, "What do you miss the most when you left the White House?" And they asked George W. Bush that question, and he said, "What do you think he would have said?" Just guess. I know you don't know, but I like playing the guessing game with you. Oh, and then I have to bust into my. I, I need a warm up to do his voice, so I don't know. I give up. Uh... The food, probably the desserts. Well, actually, you know what? His wife said she missed having the chefs. He missed the plane. How awesome would that be to have that plane, though, to go anywhere you want throughout the world but, and, and the lap of luxury in that plane? But, but President Trump, I mean, that's actually going down. Have you seen his plane, the inside? I have, yeah. yeah on YouTube, they have it. Everything's, you know, 24-karat gold plate. Plate It's probably really 24-karat gold. The state-of-the-art sound system, state-of-the-art everything. Yeah. And they're talking about the... New Air Force One that's being built by Boeing, that came up in the news a couple of weeks ago with a huge price tag of like $4 billion. What? How can an airplane be worth $4 billion? Well, that's why President Trump wants to cut the price on that. But it is, it's a flying fortress. I mean, it's got everything. I understand that, but $4 billion? 
I mean, that's crazy. This is not a fleet of airplanes. This is actually Air Force One. I believe they actually make two. They always have a decoy that goes in front of them or behind. Well, they have multiple planes, yeah. And it's as a, actually a designator. It's whatever plane he's in is Air Force One or Marine One in the helicopter. Okay. But, I mean, imagine yourself in the lap of luxury like President Obama for eight years. You have chefs. People are at your beck and call. What would that first day be like of that first week? You're back in general. Well, you're really not in general public. He's built a wall around his home. He's going to live in a suburb of Washington. Hashtag irony. Yes, I know. They, but um, nobody really cares about you anymore. I mean, it's just so instant, though, instantaneous. It's not like you fade away over years. One moment you're president of the United States, the next moment you're irrelevant. That's what Harry Truman said. He had a hard time with that. Some people fade away, like George Bush wanted to fade away. Yeah. I don't see Barack fading away. What would be a good role for him, do you think? I don't know. Maybe start playing more in Battlefield. Been playing a lot of Battlefield 1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did you have to bring that up? I had nightmares last night about Mr. Fahrenheit. He came tearing into me. Dags and I were doing a little bit of the Battlefield yesterday. <laughs> and boy, we got outmaneuvered <laughs> and outgunned by to Mr. Fahrenheit. You don't know, hey, don't, I, listen to me, man. I was thinking about this long and hard. I'm going to hire like a Navy SEAL team, and we're going after this Mr. Fahrenheit. <laughs> How cool would that be? Navy SEALs. To be fair, though, I was getting tired. Oh, I was getting tired. <laughs> I, what I think, though, I think the master plan of Trump, President Trump, is to have a podcast finally. That'd be the ultimate, the Would pinnacle, he... the Ajax, the summit. So we've beat him to that point. Yes. So we're more successful than Donald J. Trump at this current time, is what you're saying. President Donald J. Trump. Right. No, we can finally get rid of that obnoxious president-elect. Oh, oh my God. Is that? Was that the worst? I mean, every news outlet, president-elect, president-elect. It's like, come on. Yeah. yeah he won. Be, be done with that. He, he was elected. He's the president of the United States, not officially. And you know how they always use acronyms like POTUS, and then they had yeah. the president-elect one. I can't even figure that out. It's too many letters. But yeah, let's get on. Let's move on. What would you think of Donald J. Trump's star-studded lineup of his uh, musicians? You know, the deal with the music is, if people don't want to do it, just don't even do it. Just pay the royalty fee and have a DJ. You know, like Johnny Rage just spinning the wheels of steel up there. You buy yeah. you buy the rights and you can play whatever you want and there's nothing they can do. Yeah, but that the setting for that isn't quite a DJ. It's you do have to have live entertainment. Thank goodness Lee Greenwood. They, boy, they really went back to pick up Lee Greenwood. But how do you not have Lee Greenwood at an event like that with the song that he sings? You know, and I'm proud to be an American. Or at least I know I'm free. I mean that that just reeks of an inauguration. Well, then you wonder about country music like Darth Brooks. Yeah, that's actually Garth. But yeah, you're no, no, actually, no, no. That was actually a a cover band <laughs> in high school. We were, it was kind of a Star Wars uh, country band, Darth Brooks. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, basically the the crowd, the fans of the typical country music. Usually, you're you're trying to say redneck, right? No. No, no. God bless the rednecks. I'm just saying that that's their demographic. Typically, I, I mean, I know they're a diverse crowd. Everyone's diverse and celebrate diversity. But you know, typically get some cool country bands. You know, right? I don't know how that would benefit you though. The exposure that you gain, and 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 they usually want a top act who's been fairly successful. Could you ever get yourself worked up into a tizzy where if one of your favorite '80s bands, I'm going to talk about '80s because I know you love that era. Let's say the Flock of Seagulls actually played 
at a president that you didn't agree with, would you ban the Flock of Seagulls, Dags? No, but it's funny. I saw the Flock of Seagulls in concert after they were popular. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. They showed up like two hours late, and the guy, he just like had a hoodie on. He had this long hair, and he's like, Oh, I know you looking at my hair. I don't give a fuck about my hair. And, wow. the, and the guy, the guy in the backstage, it's a lot of those bands, you know, they, they re replace everyone in the band. It's just one dude left, you know, it's still the same band. And they have the guy in the back, watch the, the guitarist. He's puffing on an inhaler before, he, <laughs> before he goes on. I'm like, God. Well, you got your money's worth. Yeah. Didn't you? I hope that wasn't how much, how much are the tickets? Do you remember? Oh God. You know how they're always inflated too. Yeah. No, that can't be. That was probably like the Orpheum, right? You can always tell the su success of a band by just listening to the venue. If they're at the XL, you're like, wow, this guy's still got some power. The XL is a local arena. A local venue, because it's more than arena. It brings in uh, multiple monster truck shows. It brings in uh, concerts. It brings in hockey. So you can't call it an arena? It's still an arena, right? Well, an arena is, I guess that's a broad term for, uh, I, when I think of arena, I think of hockey immediately. So, But it's more than hockey, but 90% of, or 80% of its use is for the Minnesota. But there's certain bands that are good in big arenas and certain ones you want in a smaller club. If you, you know, a singer-songwriter, I don't care how popular they are, you would rather see them in an intimate setting, much like this intimate barn we're in. Right, yeah. And then if it's an epic arena rock band like Rush, you want a massive crowd you want massive stage well there's a there's a venue in maplewood and it's called the myth and i don't know how that's it um the whole purpose of that was to bring high-end acts to a small theater seating type scenario uh, situation but charge xl energy price type tickets you know when a big band comes in you're going to spend 75 to 150 dollars but you're going to still be seating sit you're going to still 300 feet away from the stage the myth's point was to bring in these top acts but you're sitting in a in a bowl with about 3,000 people and they thought that would draw people in they'd pay a higher ticket price but it's so much more intimate and i don't think that that worked for them all that well i like to sit down though there should be a little uh it's typically you stand up and then you get tired towards the end and you want to sit up. You know, you always stand up for the couple of the songs. And then you get the people that complain about you standing up. Where are you? You're in a freaking rock show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You get up then. Maybe we shouldn't even have chairs then, right? Yeah, just be like, just have like foam squares where you could just jump on them. But, you know, the rock and roll, I mean, you want it. You, it's rock and roll. You want it loud. You want, you're not sitting there watching, you know, a play. Let's talk about the inauguration today. I'm kind of infatuated with the whole thing. So you're bringing it back. Yeah. I, I once thought I'd be president of the United States, and I'm still going to try to fulfill that dream. You know, um, what, would, what would Donald J. Trump wakes up today? President. President elected Donald J. What would the first, what do you think his first act of being a president is going to be? And I'm, I don't mean going to a ball. By the way, these inaugurations cost a fortune i mean hundreds of millions of dollars to put this thing on um president donald j trump can we eliminate the j can we just say president trump we don't need the whole yes thing. we can okay uh barack obama had far more galas than what president trump was gonna is do. it galas or galas i call it galas so, so he had far more barack obama had far more party balls than what um donald j trump is gonna have so I just let me think for a little bit to myself that Barack actually has more balls than Trump. 
Well, that was a good setup because I, <laughs> I was going to do a, my favorite video game in the 80s was Galaga. Galaga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I let you. Thank you. Flesh out. Yeah, please just step look, back and let the mask. And looking at you, flesh out. Is a, <laughs> that is a good term. Okay, there we go. Again, another shot. That's shot number two. Two for the day. Two to, I'm going to have to come back. Two to one or two zero. So You know, I want to talk about something important, though. You know, we joke around all the time, mm-hmm. but let's get right into it. Okay. White Castle. Oh, this is important stuff. Yes. On Inauguration Day, wouldn't that be great if they had a gala that served White Castle hamburgers? That's what I would do. That's what I would what do. What would you serve? White Castle hamburgers. Would you really? What else would go with it? Um, you know, probably throw in a little bit of uh, ribs. I love ribs, too. White Castles and ribs. No, the beef ribs, pork ribs, you want the full rack. Would it- yeah, you got to have pork ribs. Absolutely. Smoked for several hours before you eat them. One of my favorite foods, yeah. And then we talked about the... Zebra cake. Throw that in, too. Everybody gets a zebra cake. Matter of fact, when my daughters get married someday, our wedding, their wedding cake, they don't know this yet, is going to be a big zebra cake. <laughs> so, anyway, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, that's wonderful. Uh, White Castle. Yes. Where was I last you had the, you had the You went to White Castle because last week we talked about, I was telling you how wonderful the breakfast sandwich was, so you said you were going to go try one. Yes. Tell me about Thank it. Thank you. I got distracted yes. about Galaga. I was thinking about mm-hmm. my high score on Galaga. Yep. After I got off of work at the mall, I work at the Mega Mall, everyone knows that, <laughs> in the food court, I went to another place to enjoy food, White Castle. What a fantastic American establishment. Did you go... Before 12 midnight or after? It really depends what time you get in there. It did. I was uh, pre-drunk. Okay. There was no drunkies in there. Okay. There's only a couple people in there. Isn't White Castle, like, shouldn't they only be open from, like, midnight to 4 a.m. and then shut down? Because nobody really goes there during the day, do they? Well, there's actually, there's a whole crowd, different types of crowds that go there. There's the after church crowd. You know, there, there is actually more than just drunk people enjoying there. I found that out. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'm the problem then, not them. So getting off of work, we went to the White Castle. We had, you were talking about the sandwich. Now, what sandwich was I supposed to get? Because I got one. The breakfast sandwich. But there's different ones. So do you get the whole wheat? Do you get the white bread? Well, that, that's, you know, personal preference. I like to roll wheat. I like to get uh, sausage on mine, not bacon. So what'd you do? Now, why did you get wheat? What is the point of wheat? It kind of cancels out the uh, fact that you're eating this slippery yeah. slime. Yeah. <laughs> wheat, wheat bread's kind of like the guy that gets a Diet Coke with a donut. Yeah. I drink Diet Coke for one simple purpose. It's not as sweet as regular Coke. You know, everybody think, I'll take those fries at Big Mac. Uh, give me an extra uh, pot pie, or pie on the side and a Diet Coke. And people are like, what? doesn't cancel anything out. It's a taste, sheer taste. Go so ahead. The, so the White Castle sandwich was really weird. It's, you know, you, you, most breakfast sandwiches, there's, they make it a little better, something a little unusual, like a croissant, which is a croissant, mm-hmm. a bagel. They'll have a bagel. They'll use some sort of different type of bread. This was just like a piece of white mm-hmm. bread. Mm-hmm. It looked like a sandwich your mom would That's make for you. That's why I love it. That's the beauty with that sandwich. Exactly. You nailed it. Yeah. It literally looked like a sandwich your mom would make. That's it why just, it appeals to me. Yes. Are you guys following us on Instagram, by the way? I did post a powerful picture on Instagram. I saw that. Follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. Also, Twitter, at Amish B Machine, Amish the letter B Machine. And I don't know how you guys are listening to this show, but please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five-star review. It's a powerful way. Just a way to 
tell us that you enjoy this show. We're also on Stitcher Radio, a powerful app. And go to the website, AmishBabyMachine.com. You're listening to the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. So the sandwich was good. It was actually quite filling. Mm-hmm. I was surprised because, you know, I always o- over-order food. Do mm-hmm. you do that? Mm-hmm. The eyes are bigger well, than the stomach? Well, see, what they've done was they've created, you ever notice that wherever you go, one sandwich is like $5, but get two for four? I don't know why they do that because they, they, they want the four bucks, you know? You go to the convenience store. Well, this tiny bag, this tiny bag of chips is $1.90, but if you get the big super size, it's $1.50. And they, they've forced us to eat more than we're supposed to. I blame all those people for anybody that's heavy. Yeah, there's a lot of blame to give then for you, isn't there? A lot of blame, and that's the reason. You, can, you have to find out why are these people forcing us to overeat. One candy bar is $2, two is a buck. Do you notice that? Yeah, they had, I, I saw a, like a meme. It actually wasn't a meme, it was an image macro. Yeah. I just want to get into that real quick, that apparently there's a difference between image macros and memes. A meme is a... It's typically a picture with text on it, the imp- impact font, it's typically what they use. But it's something that's viral, that's going around, you know, like uh, Rick Rolled or something. That's a meme. But an image macro is just like a picture, like a picture of you, and I'd say something funny on there. That's not a meme. That's an image macro. Well, there's rules to this stuff now. Rules. You, know, you know where I found out? It's Reddit. I don't know if you ever go on Reddit. Oh, yeah, all the time. But Reddit, the rules are insane, dude. Mm-hmm. Like every time you post, like if you post something, it can't be this, it can't be that, it can't be that. And then if you post somewhere weird, something where it's not supposed to be, they attack you. So I was just looking at memes, the, the Reddit on memes, and they had this whole thing of the difference between, you know, macro images, images, macro, and memes. It's like, okay. good God. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. I, I still don't quite follow now. The meme and the macro. The meme is... A viral image like it would be uh joe biden and uh barack obama the pictures of them okay those would be memes because they're viral they're spreading all the time okay. it's an iconic image okay the difference of the image macro would be like a picture of you i'd post and then i'd make you know fun of you eating at white castle oh okay. so it's technically that's not a meme that's an image macro it's being mean what about a mean <laughs> mean girl. A mean. <laughs> a mean. That's what that is. So let's get back. You get you're, you're getting me hungry again here. Let's, I know. Let's talk about this, the sandwich. It's back to basics. Like you said, it's something that looks like your mom made at Burger at uh, White Castle. Yeah, it's it's no frills. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was I, a, it was a good sandwich. You can always tell too how good it's going to be because it comes in paper, and you can tell by the grease on the outside of the paper as to whether or not it was a good whether or not it's going to be a good sandwich or not. So give your approval rating. Well, here, just let me, uh, okay. I'm just going to flesh it out All more. Right, go ahead. I'm going to talk more about Do your tell. flesh. Do tell. So then, I, like I said, I, then I ordered five cheeseburgers, sliders, if you will. Would you? You would, wouldn't you? Wait a minute. You ordered that on top of the sandwich? I, yes. <laughs> oh, my word. Wow. And, and I went with the, the person I went with, I told them about the steaming. And that's a pro tip. I, when you guys go to White Castle... You tell them to steam it so it melts the cheese. They put it in the steamer box because they won't normally do that. Wow, that's interesting. We talked about that, yep. Okay. But it was delicious, delicious sandwich. I enjoyed the sliders. Did you uh, eat Did you eat everything you ordered? I could have. Okay. But I shared one of the sliders. That's what I do. I'm very sharing Such and a giving. giving. individual. Yeah. yeah. Now, what did you feel like the next day, I might have to ask? 
you know, I talked about that before that I think it's the, the onions that get to me, <laughs> you know, when they call it a gut bomb. Yeah. I think it's those, the onions that, okay. Because you eat more than you think you should. So oh. you get all the onions. There's this restaurant. It's all you care to eat. It's up in Hayward, Wisconsin. My family used to like to go there, and I'm like, okay, where's the all-you-care-to-poop place that you can go to after this? Because you just feed and feed like the Romans did, where they just purge on this food. It sounds like when you're at White Castle, you just purged. It just it sounds god-awful, the, the, the feeling that you must have had within several minutes or hours of when Binging you're Binging and purging. Uh, so anyway, thumbs up on the sandwich. So I gave you some. I, I enjoyed the sandwich. I, I would like to try different variations. Like you said, the sausage. What do you do? You do sausage, no bacon. Yeah, sausage, no bacon. And then a wheat bread. And then a wheat bread. You, you know, you brought up a very good point. I was thinking about this. Sometimes we have to go back to the basics and people are so, they think, wow, this is pure genius. It's kind of like the winter classic, okay, that we have. Um Outdoor hockey is now a big thing, and that's where hockey started. My young career, we played outdoors, but now these millennials and everything else, they go back to the basics like I'm talking about. Like an outdoor arena is the coolest thing for people, and they're like, wow, outdoor hockey. You saw the basic sandwich. It was like something your mom made. We have to go back to the basics to get our thrills because most people don't even realize because the Egg McMuffin has dominated the restaurant market. In terms of holiday, Super America, McDonald's, nobody's like, everybody's like, wow, what a novel idea to use regular toast. Do you know what I'm saying by we have to go back to the basics? You know, you're talking about millennials. What are your thoughts on like hockey? Like back in the day when you play pond hockey, you'd have a beat up a pair of your older brother's skates. You'd have, you know, everything was, you know, hand me down. down. Yeah. But then you get the, you know, the kids that buy the best, the top of the line, everything. Mm -hmm. Does that bother you or not? Did it bother me back then or does it bother me today? Just in general, like someone jumping into something, not knowing anything, not having a, a background in it, just jumping, I'm going to start playing hockey or it doesn't, you don't care. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think I kind of understand what you're saying. It depends upon how long you've been involved in something. Because there seems like there should be different levels where you don't just to get, you don't just start out with brand new skates if you're just a, a skater. I was like that. My daughter, she, she's a goaltender. Um, goaltending can be an extremely expensive position to play because of the equipment. I started out with going to play it against sports and gearing her up with everything used. Number one, I wanted to make sure that she enjoyed the position before I put that huge investment out. But you have other people who wanted to become a goaltender who just showed up to the rink with all brand new equipment. And you're looking at that person like, wow, you put that investment out with somebody you're not even 100% sure that's going to enjoy that position. What are we talking about? How much money? Well, it could be endless. I mean, pads, uh, I just bought a glove for the other day. It was $400. And that's one, and you can spend far more than that. You know, I'm usually well below the averages of what people are spending on hockey equipment. But, you know, then again, does it really hurt you if somebody comes out? It's not, they're not using your money. But you just kind of shake your head at that, especially for the goaltending position, you know. I thought maybe, you know, like when people get rich, they all of a sudden decide they want to be a race car driver, like the that happens. Mo the movie stars, versus yeah. the guy that started on his little trike, and then he went to, you know, the little mini cars and mm -hmm. went his way up. So. Well, the, 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 the ladder snare that you just printed out, that person will be in that particular activity far longer than that rich guy. For that rich guy, it's just a fleet of boredom. Oh, this looks kind of cool. 
And so they want to start something up and they do. And then pretty soon it's just a passing fancy because they weren't really passionate about it. Where that individual who starts off very small and builds his way up, there's a passion there that the rich person may not have. Not always, but for the most part. Speaking of hockey and winter, isn't it crazy? It's already freaking January. Isn't Doesn't January remind you of the mean stepmother? Like, all right, enough is enough. Back to business. I mean, it's just, it's, January's ruthless and evil, don't you think? And you know what January does, too? It's a very teaser. It teases you. Because you get the, living in the great state of Minnesota, you get the January thaw. Right, which we're enduring, we're going through one right now. Beautiful weather. It yeah. is, but it just teases you because it gets you, it actually starts affecting your circadian rhythm in your brain and the water's going down the street. You know, you, you just everything is melting and it's just energizing. And then just winter comes back. Right. So I don't know, is it better just to, just to have those moments and enjoy them or... Would you rather just have the deep freeze all the way through? Well, no, I like these little uh, oasis, we'll call it, when you get to... And this one, if you look long-term, we're supposed to be well over average for the next week. And so that's going to put us out of January and into another useless month. Let's face it, if it wasn't for the Super Bowl, what 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 would Valent- uh, in Valentine's Day, what purpose does February serve us as well? What months would you hack out? Like if you had some kind of metric system for the months. Oh, definitely which, January for sure. You'd lose January. Oh, let's lose it. I mean, it's just this, you're just like, oh, it's just a long, especially if it's cold like it usually is. January serves no purpose whatsoever. We would kindly ask January to leave. Um, February comes close, but there is, you have to remember, there is Valentine's Day. I call it Valentine's Day. Whatever you want to call it, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, and the bigger event would be the Super Bowl. So we have to keep February. We can't do anything with February. March, what do we do with March? Is that something we want to keep on the board? We march on. I don't know. Well, you've got St. Patrick's Day, which I could care less about. You don't celebrate it at all? Not at all. I am Irish too, but no. It's just, it's just a way for... Uh, you know, people to get drunk during Lent when they're not supposed to, so they made an excuse. They called St. Patrick's Day. So I'd probably eliminate January for sure, March, April. I don't know. I'm wishy washy with April. April sometimes can be very nice, sometimes can be very cruel because when you hit April, you think, okay, winter's over. I've seen snowstorms in, in April. If April messes around with us again, it's going to the cutting floor as well. I'll give it another chance this year. Okay. All right. What do you think that people that live in tropical climates and have summer year-round, that's got to be mind-boggling. Because I wonder, does your brain and your body just prepare for it and changes? Because we have the whole thing. We have the all four seasons. And you think about seasons like fall, which might be melancholy sad because you're going into winter. But it's also cool because the humidity has gone out of the air. So you can have a nice day with no humidity and it's just football weather, you know? You, you just smell it in the air. Mm-hmm. So actually, uh, autumn is kind of cool, but in Minnesota, sometimes we, we don't even have it. It just goes summer to snowstorm. Right. I would have to say, the older I get, the more I enjoy autumn, fall, whatever you want to call it. Um, like you said, uh, the temperatures are gone. You get to pull out that cool long sleeve shirt that you bought from Sam's Club that you've been waiting. You know, you bought it for... 14 bucks it might be a viking shirt or it might be a wild something or another now you can finally wear that stuff let's face it what do you think are 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 winter clothes cooler than summer clothes i don't i don't like sweaters and here's the thing i don't like hoodies and i'm i'm in the minority here 
but in Minnesota, everywhere, everyone wears a hoodie. And my joke is in Wisconsin, when they go to church, they wear their good Under Armour hoodie. Right. Yeah. I, I enjoy clothes a little more. And the problem in the winter time is that you have to wear the sweaters, and I don't like sweaters. Well, you don't have to wear a sweater. You, well, you get them. You get the, everyone has the sweaters. I don't and, have a sweater. <laughs> well, they probably didn't have enough. Uh, <laughs> watch it. <laughs> don't go there. Now, I'm a sweater, but I don't wear a sweater. How's that sound? Is that yeah. better? <laughs> but, you know, you get the sweaters and then the hoodies and the pullovers, and maybe we could do something different. Yeah, but we huh? can, in the, in the wintertime, we can hide our fat so much. I mean, summer months, you can't. You got to wear the T-shirt, and your gut hangs out, and you're like, oh, John, you did gain weight. No, I really didn't. You just haven't seen me in this shirt for six months. I've been buried underneath that hoodie. <laughs> hoodie just lies to the world. It says, John's not fat, you know? But right? cl- clothes are like music. Like I always say that music, the music you enjoy listening to is probably high schoolish. Mm-hmm. When you were in high school, maybe college, and that's about it. And, and to me, that's like clothes too. You stop, you stop buying clothes. And dudes, you know, you wear the same pair of jeans until the, <laughs> until the, you know, the where you the cuff just wears right through. Well, the thing about jeans is, is you grow into them. Remember, you bought those thirty sixes two years ago, and then you you go back to the store because they're kind of worn. You're like, well, I have a thirty six. I'll put these thirty six, and then you jump into them. It's like, how the hell did I? The thirty sixes don't fit. Well, they grow with your stomach. The thirty six has now been stretched to like a forty. Well, the thing is, you know, how with old guys, they they pull their pants all the way up. Yeah. Well, the difference is with the 36, you pull it down past your fupa. <laughs> so it's not even going around your waist. Uh, I invented that gangster look, didn't I? You know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, clothes are cooler in the wintertime. I get to roll my Viking stuff, my wild stuff. Um, I appreciate wearing winter stuff. You don't yeah. have to be so, no expectations. People just are dressed and you just take them for who they are. Yeah, a friend of the show, Pasty Adam. I don't know if you follow us on Instagram, but Pasty Adam is one that does all the powerful beer reviews. Okay. But he, he talked about inventing a t-shirt that would just cover up your gut, you know? You know how you have the, the plumber's butt, but you also have the guys that have the gut that's just flopping right out Duluth of the t-shirt? Duluth Trading Company's beat them to the punch. They already have that. No, for the, for the FUPA, too. Yeah, they have it. It goes down. It's longer. It's for the crack and for the No, we're talking about a flap, though. What do you mean a flap? I'm not following here. Be, you know, like a tail on a shirt. Yeah. It would be a flap, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think Duluth Trading Company, if you investigate that, already has one out there. No. Yes. Um, so switching now from our useless months that we have, kind of breaking news over the course of the week was the Ringling Brothers Circus after 150 years. You didn't mention Barnum and Bailey. Well, no, we're talking Ringling Brothers. And Barnum and Bailey. Okay. Have they merged? Is that the deal? Yes. Okay. Well, Ringland Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus have decided to pull the plug. It, it's not working. The circus, after 150 years, is closing. So here's my question. Multiple questions. We thought we had problems with clowns last year. Look at all these unemployed clowns. What the heck is going to happen all Oh, good point. You know, we're going to have these creepy clowns just with no work and beating on the doors and I don't know what we're going to do, but what do, you, what do you think about this? I mean, that's kind of big news here. Ah! <laughs> I've wondered about all the elephants, too, that go on the rampages. Well, that was one of the reasons they felt like the numbers were going. There's multiple reasons why they felt the circus was going down. Number one, Pokemon, social media, texting. They couldn't hold the kids' attention span, and they tried. And PETA got all over them. 
because P didn't like the treatment of the animals. Well, they have the, you know, the Cirque du Soleil, the human <laughs> circus where they don't use animals. Right. But what I did not know is because I haven't been to a circus in years. However, sometimes it's soikus here. But I don't uh, remember uh, Rocky's uh, trainer. What are we running here? Some kind of a soikus? <laughs> <laughs> what What could we do? Let's we could redo the circus. What would you have? Well, yeah, they had to eliminate the elephants, and that's what they said. As much as people didn't want to see the treatment of the animals, they said that's what brought people were the animals. So the actual death of it was when they removed the elephants that killed them. And then the Siberian, and then the tigers were soon to go. There was nothing left anymore. For no, but I'm talking about our circus. What would we do to bring the people in? Like maybe you wearing nothing but your members only jacket from the eighties. <laughs> members only. Oh, that was awesome. I still have one of those. Even you know you hold on to stuff like that, and eventually comes back into style. Those it, are rock. That never went out of style. Oh, it's, I love that thing. It looks so dashing in mine. What kind of circus would I have if I ran a circus, a three-ring circus? Yeah, let's, well, you know, I never understood the three-ring circus. But you have to look at each one, and they have, well, just have one giant ring. I don't want three. It's too well, much. Well, I think the reason for that was because they would have them in these oversized auditoriums, and you couldn't see exactly everything that was happening in the middle. So you had three different options at the time to view multiple things happening but always remember there was that event that was at the end the guy would get shot out of a cannon or some cool thing you know and the the suspense they would build up for it it was i remember going down to the uh um civic center downtown st paul my grandma would always take us but my grandma would never stay for that final act and it was always some daredevil doing something because she wanted to beat traffic Oh, it's kind of like leaving church early. Exactly, exactly. So we always had to leave the circus early because she never, she always wanted to be traffic. So we never got to see the guy being shot out of the can or that final act. Well, know? the thing, the thing on church too was going to church after after they get uh, communion, people would just stand in the back, like they wouldn't sit back down. Did they do that at your church? They wouldn't after communion. They did either play the music and they would just stand in the back instead of sitting back down in the pews. It's just like just leave, you know. You're just waiting to take off. No, when you say standing in the back, standing, not going to their pew and sitting, they're going behind the pews. Correct. They're in the back of the church, just okay. standing there waiting to just bail. I've never seen that before. I mean, that was a powerful phenomenon. And was it in our congregation? Well, you go to the Church of Saint Mattress, L- Little House on the Prairie. Little House on the Prairie. Do you want to go there? I love Little House. Don't say anything bad about Pond. Walnut Pond. Grove. Walnut Grove, a great community. And they'd always have to go to Sleepy Eye. All these cool towns. How how much of Mankato. that sucked, though? Remember, they'd go to Mankato. For us, it's like what forty five minutes. They'd have to pack like for a week. Put the actually, they'd have to go in the covered wagon. How miserable would it be to live through those days? You know, it's all relative. You know, hundred years from now, they're gonna say, "Oh, we didn't have virtual space monkeys." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was waiting for your Kermit the Frog voice. I haven't heard that yet today. I, I might not bust it out the entire episode. Uh, Kermit the Frog here. So, does it shock you the circus goes? Uh, but they own other businesses. It's not like they're gonna be hurting for money. I think they own part of the Circus Soleil or whatever, many other venues. They, they saw this coming. They prepared for this and they bought other businesses. But don't you think it's a sad day in America? How iconic in Americana is the circus? And, and it's one of the, it's closing, it's shutting down. Now, I don't know about the Shrine Circus, but the Ringling Brothers are, but they say through May and they'll be done. What are your thoughts on that? No, you're right. It is Americana, but things change. I mean, you can't hold on to everything, but I am very nostalgic about things. 
But there, maybe there'll be a cool new thing for the kids to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There'll be our circus. The Amish baby. We could fill that void and do something. Yes. What could you do? You could be one of my elephants. I'll ride you around. <laughs> <laughs> In my members only jacket. I love it. I'll have a whip. <laughs> Your genera jeans. and Yeah, so that... Um... Well, here's another thing that could possibly take the place of the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. Here's a new craze that's taking on. It's called Box Wars. Have you been uh, versed on this? Box Wars? Yeah. How I want to describe this for people that are, are unfamiliar with this, which most of you are because we always bring breaking news to the microphone. If we, you, Yes, we are like a, a life. A lifeline? No, like a prescription like of life. We just give life. We help people. We help their day, you know, be better. Well, that's what you said. We're pharmaceutical grade. Yes, right? we are pharmaceutical grade. <laughs> but we're not big pharma, right? No, we are not. <laughs> I'm just big John. Um, uh, anyway, these box wars, basically to set it up, if you have ever saw the video to the song um, Geronimo by Shepard, they have this box creature that they bring to life and they're going to go fight this war. It's kind of cool. It's pretty intricate design with the, I don't know how they made it, but people are meeting on these battlefields, probably a park, and you have to make your own costume. It can only be of cardboard material. And I was watching this on the Facebook and some of these people have some pretty elaborate costumes. Actually, most of them do, but you have sides and some, some guys created airplanes. I saw a battleship out there. Um, some of them are just field soldiers that run with a sword and, and a, um, a shield but the object is you create your own army using your box armor and you meet at some local park and you battle till every last bit of the cardboard is crushed and there's an eventual winner it doesn't sound nerdy at all <laughs> yeah. you know what i would bring i would bring wd-40 and a lighter Oh, that is Eva. Is this the guy that goes to church and leaves early? It must be because you wouldn't have such thoughts like that. Now, what box would you use? Like a refrigerator or what? I'm just trying to see <laughs> what we could get you into. <laughs> well, that would be one leg, that box. <laughs> the refrigerator would be my left leg, you know. But um, so that's going to take over for the rig. But that's what happens in this world of ours. It just evolves. Like the, the circus is done and now we got box wars. And then we also have battle bots, which is on one of the major networks. And that's really cool. Is We're, that back? Because that came out. They had robot warriors. Yeah. And they had battle then. bots. Mm -hmm. Is it actually on or is it just reruns? No, watching? this was actually on, on, on television last uh, week. I watched it. There was this epic battle. There is a really cool robot that, I mean, you have to, it's just like any other sport. You have to make your way through these playoffs and you battle one robot and you advance to the next stage. Now, if you're a first time listener of this show, you might not know it, but Johnny Rage loves robots. I love robots. I do. And you collect toy robots. I do collect toy robots. And the one you want to get is? Robot from Lost, uh, Lost in Space. In space. Yeah. So if anybody has a lead on that, I'd love to. I've seen them out there. We've talked about this. Why do I always say we've talked about this? Just talk about it. Yeah, just talk. Just talk. That's what we do here. Okay, just we talk. We talk. All right. Anyway, yeah, if you have a, anybody has a lead on the... Uh, and the, the name of that robot is actually Robot. But um, the battling bots are a little bit different. They're not as cool in terms of the robot from Lost in Space. The Lost in Space robot has character. It was funny. It's got this cool look to it. 
from the 1950s where these are more like weapons. Now, let me uh, interject real quick. Is the robot from Lost in Space loosely based on Robbie the Robot or not? Um, I don't know that for sure, but I would say from... Um, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. Thank you very much. Probably. I, I would I would have to say that it does. Those are two robots that are probably the most iconic when it comes to the world of robots. Maybe R2-D2? I actually saw the robot. Yeah, R2-D2 would fall in, the, in lines with that. Actually, I have a really cool... I have a vintage R2-D2. Um, it was made from Coca-Cola. It was a promotional item where they took a Coke can and made it look like R2-D2, and it's actually a remote control unit. And this probably comes back, this probably uh, dated back to 1975. I found that at a thrift store. I bought it for like $15 or something like that. This thing's actually awesome. But another robot that I saw, I was at uh, the store the other day, and you know the robot from, I almost bought it from Rogue One, the main droid, droid net uh, that helps them, you know, navigates the plane, or excuse me, the the spacecraft did you buy it i didn't why not um because it it looked really cool but it it didn't move on i like i like moving pieces and i like action i like sparks i like lights and it didn't have any of that on that it's just a streamlined version of that robot but i was hoping there was more to it than that so anyway but getting back to battle bots they're not really robots they're more of these cool little weapons and robot one versus robot two and they've all got their cool little weapon this one had this hammer that comes over the middle of it and smashes this other guy had like these uh this grinding wheel that he runs into it and the premise is you have to be the the last robot standing and uh it's pretty cool to watch that so and they have some that have the ramp where it flips them over mm-hmm. yep and then the, the, the flailing spinning one a lot of times just decimates too this guy had a really cool uh robot because what it did was if if these two prongs touched you it actually give you a shock and it would pop the most of the robots that went up against it were blown up into the air in bits and pieces. Now, with your robot wars, your uh, battle bots, would you have rules or anything goes? If I was running robot wars, would anything go? Correct. Um, when you say anything short of me running out there and stomping on it, I mean, no, I think that once you're in the arena, um, your creativity and imagination has to take over, and any cool thing that you can do to that robot should be allowed. It's kind of like Ultimate Fighting Championships. Originally, there was no rules. I think there's a couple like maybe eye gouging, mm-hmm. fish hooks, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then they 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 wanted to spread it to the masses, and they wanted it to be able to you know fight all over the the country. So they had to you know tone it down. Yep. With yeah. Robot Wars, I mean, I I think the way they can't have projectiles. Is that true? They can't have things that launch and maybe not fire. No, they can have fire. I've seen fire-breathing apparatuses come out before. Um, I don't know about the projectile thing. But well, really, what's fire going to do? That's just more special effects. Because you'd have to have some sort of settling torch. You'd right. have to sit there for a minute. Yeah. Right. Well, that's why I like that the one robot that was battling. It had two little prong things. And once they made that connection, just like in any electrical circuit, it actually ran a zap right through and, and lifted the robot up and flipped it over. It was just a, a, I don't know how, many, how much wattage it came through that, but that was really cool. I'd never seen that before. Now, do you think flipping the robot, would you like call timeout and be able to flip the robot back? Or do you think that's. No, that's if you no, not at all. That's the name of the game is destroy, seek out, destroy and win. You can't stop the, it'd be like if in your football and the guy caught the pass, but the receiver, the, the defender fell down. Oops, sorry, you fell. Let's read. No, this is seek and destroy. 
you know. No, but what I'm saying is if you had something that just like a flipper, you know, you just flip the robot, would that be would that be kind of cheat cheating cheap to you or not, or a win is a win? No, to me a win is a win. You go after it and if you have a the ability to flip a robot somehow, that's the that's basically how these guys win by flipping them over. I mean, nobody really destroys the robot and smashes it to smashes it to blitherines. You know, so but uh, pretty cool last week. Now, uh, now we're speaking about tech. I saw this really gross article about VR porn with the VR goggles. Okay. Now they have a thing. It's a gas mask you put on, and you load all these cartridges of smells. I mean, oh. come on, dude. What about that? Goes back to when we were kids, scratch and sniffs. Whatever happened to us? Good old fashioned scratch and sniff. You know. Developed by 3M, a local company here. Mm-hmm. No, but isn't that disgusting? You reach a point where the, the VR. Well, it porn... depends what smells are. What smells are we going to? Well, smell? what would you have? You'd have like White Castle. White like... Castle. I'd have uh, the Debbie's cake section. You know, I mean, uh, dirty Zubas. Dirty <laughs> No, I'd have bread. What's better than the smell of fresh bread baking? Nothing. Is there anything that matches that? It is quite delicious. That maybe pizza, but it's kind of like if you work at a pizza joint. And you smell it too much and you get sick of it. Popcorn would be a good smell. Popcorn. But there must be scratch and sniffs out there that are already doing all this. They have to remake. Again, I was talking about this earlier. They bring stuff back that people were unaware that exist and think it's the coolest thing ever. The hockey rink, outdoor hockey. Matter of fact, tomorrow there's going to be down in Stillwater, Minnesota Hockey Day, which is on an outdoor arena. Several teams are going to play. And it's like the newest thing ever to all these people. Like, wow, we can actually play hockey outdoors? And that's what the scratch and sniff thing and the, and the VR smells. I mean, we've had all this stuff. Now, with the hockey, can it get too popular to you or don't you care? Do you like things being more niche or do you care if they get super popular? You know how, like, uh, even music, a lot of times, if something gets too pop, too popular, people hate it. I don't like it. Because it's hit mainstream. Yeah, it's they, hit mainstream. Yeah. Um, no, with hockey, I enjoy hockey enough where... That wouldn't bother me. It is kind of still that cult following. It doesn't have what the NFL does or soccer or even the NASCAR. I mean, if you just think about it, though, you're skating on a frozen lake or pond. Yeah. It is kind of mind-boggling to people that didn't grow up doing that. Yeah, but if you take a look, we've always pitted athlete against athlete, and they always said, well, who are the best athletes? I think far and above it would be a hockey player because there's multiple things you have to do. Number one, you have to learn how to skate. Number two, you have to learn how to skate fast. Number three, you have to learn how to stick handle. So basically, you're on uh, three inches off the ice on these thin little blades. And then you have a five-foot piece of a stick that you have to have a two-and-a-half-inch puck on the bottom of that stick, travel it through the, uh, across the ice, and try to pinpoint that past goalie. You have a combination of multiple talents. Where basketball, I don't want to say they're not athletic, but they don't have... They don't have the ability of what I would think a hockey player does, or even a football player doesn't have the ability of a hockey player. That is powerfully debatable. We we'll go on and on about that. You know, they always talk about who's the ultimate athlete. Mm-hmm. Powerful segue alert. I was looking at the internet's Netflix is buying that Seinfeld show, Comedians mm-hmm. Drinking Coffee in Cars, $100 million. Yeah, ouch. But, you know, they're not afraid to spend money, Netflix. They want to be number one. When it comes to streaming, and they're that sitting still. So now, how do, what do you feel about that show? That's a pretty cool show. I like it because it's it's really low key. It's you know it's almost just like, well, what it is, you know, two dudes hanging out. But I mean, it costs you know I think it's a hundred thousand dollars an episode to make it. Yeah. But it's kind of cool getting two comedians together, 
and just talking and, and free forming. I don't know if they if they go in there with jokes in mind. They got to have some stuff. Or do they say, no, none of your material. We just want to go in there and talk, and it's going to be real. Well, you know, we were talking about this offline. Um, NBC is bringing back Will and Grace. And I said to you, and that's what brought up the topic we're discussing, is if they're going to bring something back, why don't they bring back Seinfeld? And I think they could reboot Seinfeld and do very well with it. The ratings were huge. It wasn't like the ratings were slipping back when they had the final episode. But I didn't like the final episode, did you? Well, there was too much pressure. It doesn't matter if you liked it or not. It was Seinfeld, and, and people are waiting for I don't know what, you're wait, what people are waiting for. With the, I mean, everybody says that. I'm going to use your voice. I didn't like the final episode of MASH. It wasn't that good. Well, then you write something, for gosh sakes. How are you going to write something there, Dags? For- <laughs> no, I'm just saying the final episode, it's basically a show about nothing. So you're right. I mean, what do you, what do you expect? I mean, the beauty of Seinfeld was that you could relate to it. It was things that really happened, you know, waiting rooms and, you know, doctors waiting to go this place, go in that place, different characters that, you know. Master your domain, stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was brilliant writing. And so when it came, I thought each and every episode was so unique that when it came to the last episode, people, I don't know, they were waiting for this. uh, I don't know what they were waiting for. It was very difficult for them to recreate something that would be – that would last in, in, in the minds of people for many, many years when that whole show was so well-written. You can't base that on the last episode. A lot of people always say that. I don't like that last episode. You can't base Seinfeld on the last episode. You have to look at the entire run that it had. So you think on Seinfeld you just keep going with the, those characters, the mm-hmm. premise, him living in that apartment? Yeah, because... You would just go on and on? Well, like you said, funny stuff like that happens all the time. It's not like you get sick of what they were doing. Um, everybody has a personal experience that they could relate to what happened. And those personal experiences, um, they don't stop, you know. And now as we move on and they have Trump and they could have maybe entered, he could have entered into the picture too on some of the episodes because they live in New York. Did Trump ever make that? I know he was in a couple of movies with some cameos. I wonder if he was at Home Alone. Seen. Yeah, he was in Home Alone. Yeah. But anyway, I was, I thought that, would you change the premise at all? It would be the same exact thing. You'd be in the apartment. Would you let them age or not, or would you just keep, kind of keep it timeless? No. I mean, he, eventually, they're, you know, he's losing his hair. I mean, yeah. stuff's going to happen. Yeah. It's amazing. You look at Jerry Seinfeld today, and he does look old. And gray hair will do that to a person. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here, but they were talking about Forrest Gump yesterday. I was listening to somebody. They were doing an interview. To me, Forrest Gump, phenomenal movie. Can you believe that was 22 years ago? They were talking about what the children who were in the Forrest Gump movie, Jenny and the young Forrest Gump, what they're doing today. I'm thinking, well, what could they be doing? They're not that old. Well, they're like 35. That movie's 22 years old. My goodness. So It's weird, though. I have contradictions because I love nostalgia, and you always say I'm trapped in the 80s, and that is my tagline. But at the same time, I like things just to end. I mean, Seinfeld, just enjoy it. Like the Terminator movies, the they're redoing the Aliens. They're doing another Aliens movie. Is it going to be uh, a sequel, or are they redoing one of the movies? There's a big difference there. No, there's no big difference because there's a prequel, sequel, inspired, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying drop it, come up with a new movie. So you're not a Star Wars fan then? No, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I enjoy the movies, but to me, it's just you're just stretching it out. I mean, okay, let's go back to one of my favorite, Rocky. 
which where did you stop? Where did you draw the line and said this is the last one I'll ever watch? I believe Rocky peaked Rocky Four. Rocky Four, okay. But I I did enjoy what what came after Rocky Four. When so which one was Tommy Gunn? That was Rocky Five. Okay, was that when he had the brain damage? That was when he had brain damage, correct? Correct. Yep. And then what was after Rocky Five? Uh, then there was Balboa, where that was many many years later. He actually opened up a restaurant. Uh, his wife was dead, died. It was just him and Paulie. Um, and then the next one was um, Creed, where he comes back. And actually, Sylvester Stallone, he didn't even come up with the idea of that. Somebody else approached him, and they wanted to do Creed. So, But to me, uh, once again, in the 80s, Rocky Four is a pinnacle. I mean, that... See, I, mean, I didn't you, like Rocky Four. If I were to pick the one I didn't like, it'd be Rocky Four. Oh, the soundtrack? The, the oh. cliche, it was too cliche-ish. And, I mean, here he is in, in the middle of Russia, Siberia, wherever, and they're cheering his name at the end. If you and I can get along, or if you and I can get along, <laughs> then how come we can't get It's like, it was so... Oh, oh just the, you know, Rocky's training and he's picking up the, the, the what is that, the plow or not the plow but the thing you push whatever yeah i know he's pushing it was an amish buggy yes there you go the buggy (laughs) god i'm just i can't even think now i'm so excited about thinking about that movie and then they had him doing the equivalent of the high-tech version. exactly yeah he's training in his state-of-the-art facilities and rocky's in this barn with strong rocks and boulders the soundtrack alone there's no easy way out and remember when these flashbacks of Throwing the damn towel. You know when he when Apollo Creed falls over just dead. I mean, he just falls yeah, over. Yeah. And then he's got a you know, he's a warrior. They're warriors and he's got a, he gets in his car and he cranks some music and he's just seeing the images and mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah. You know, we went to Philadelphia last March. I can't believe that's already been a year almost. Man. Anyway, we when you go to Philadelphia, if you're a Rocky fan, or even if you're not, you have to go to the the library where that was filmed where he runs up the steps. And did someone bring you up the steps or how did you get up? <laughs> was there a local Sherpa? <laughs> no, but I was amazed at how many panhandlers there were. Cause obviously where do you think those panhandlers are going to hang out? Well, where the tourists are. And they know that as soon as you enter those steps, it's like, Whoa. Oh, that's like, I went to the grassy knoll in Dallas and they just triangulate you when you go there. Cause the grassy I mean, knoll, that's interesting because you you're spotted. You're the tourist. You're the tur- You know, I would never even think about going to the grassy knoll. Tell me about the grassy knoll. Would you? It's it's unassuming. It's just you see the but it's so much history. But how do you know when you get to the grassy knoll that you're is there a sign? Oh my this god. This is the grassy knoll. <laughs> well, I mean it's you know, everyone's gonna take advantage of that. Yeah. But it's it's creepy, it's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's you gotta go there, but like you just said, there's there's just tons of people there. Right. Is it's, there is it I mean, does it it's like, you know, looks like there'd be a lot of traffic where the grassy knoll would be. Is there? Yeah, it is. So, I mean, do people, I mean, it's a busy where, where city. do people park and, and get out and do their photos? I mean, is there, do they have parking for this or what? It's just set up like a city. It doesn't have like, if I remember right, like special areas. But, but is there like, there can't, don't tell me that there, there's some tasteless souvenir trucks out there. Get your John F. Kennedy blown off head doll here. Get your oh. John F. Kennedy. <laughs> is that, is that going to be there? Do they Too have souvenirs soon. like that or not? Do they have that? No. Okay, good. Are there any souvenirs whatsoever? Not that I saw. Okay. All right. I never thought about going to the Grassy Knoll, but that would be kind of a cool place to go. So, any other cool places you've been to that you can talk about? That I can talk about? Let me see. I don't know. Okay. Well, talk amongst yourself. Yes. 
But um, prior to that, we're talking about uh, the Philadelphia going up the Rocky Steps that I did make up. There's about 67 steps. You think it's much... The Philadelphia experience. Yeah. Or experiment. That was it, the Philadelphia experiment. Powerful movie. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yeah. So I make it up to the top, and they did move the statue. The statue is no longer up top. It was a distraction, they felt. So they actually moved it to the Spectrum, downtown Philadelphia, and then it kind of lost itself down there. So they did move it back, but it's kind of off to the side. So, But, you know, we were talking about you want things just to be done, so you wouldn't want to see Seinfeld rebooted, right? I don't know if they could capture it again. How much years? Remember the lineup NBC had Thursdays? My goodness. What was the one before? Friends? Friends, Friends, Cheers, and Seinfeld. What was that other one with the? Uh, he was a single dude. Remember, single guy. Is it the single guy? Was that what it was called? Probably? I don't know. What, what's the yeah. premise? Yeah, was it on Thursdays? It was a single dude. Yeah, I think it was. Was it Friends, Seinfeld, and the single dude? Friends, Seinfeld, and the single dude. We might keep be... talking. Let me uh, use my powerful phone here. Okay, keep talking. I just can't. I you know I remember. Um, Cheers was Minneapolis and St. Paul was like the biggest fan of Cheers because if you recall, Cheers was run on reruns after the 1030 News where most major markets were running uh, Jay Leno on The Tonight Show. NBC locally here said, you know what, we're going to run Cheers for that half hour right after the news. And because of it, um, Cheers was hugely popular, popular here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Um, and then eventually, of course, they uh, tried to take Cheers off, and there was a major petition signed to get Cheers back on. So they did, it did uh, come back for several years, and eventually, of course, they adhered to the guidelines of the major network, NBC. And so oh, I'm you pulling it up. Must-see TV. I mean, they had Mad About You, Wings, Seinfeld, Frasier. Yeah, I didn't like Wings. Mad About Me. Ellie Law. Yeah, Ellie Law was cool. Mad yeah. About You, Friends, Hope and Gloria, Seinfeld. Man of the People, Friends, Caroline in the City, The Single Guy. That's what it was actually called. Who was in that? I didn't remember. That one. Let me, let me look it up. It was some, uh, Jonathan Silverman. Okay. The hmm. Single Guy. Yep. Okay. So Must See TV. They had, you're right. They had a. It was epic. NBC us. NBC has never been able to get what they've done. Of course, the market is so segmented now with all cable TV. I don't know if they'll ever get the ratings that they ever got. But speaking of which, we're talking about NFL football. The ratings were down, but they came back huge. Green Bay played um, Dallas on uh, for a quarterfinal playoff game. Uh, no. You know, locally here, yeah, people hate on Green Bay, yeah, but they always seem to put it together. What a consistent team! Well, that's what a good quarterback will do. But I mean, but it's every year, whatever whoever they deal with, you know, they put together. Who was in the eighties? Uh, was it Mikowski or who was the the quarterback, Magic, remember? How about Brett Favre? He was before. Well, yeah, but what yeah. I was saying is, and they locked out too. They had great quarterbacks, Brett Favre. And, but it's just amazing how that team always seems to get in the playoffs and always put it together. Yeah, but if you take a look at sports in general, hockey, come uh, Stanley Cup playoff times, it's goaltending. When you look at the teams that are left in the NFL right now, quarterbacks, Brady, Matt Ryan, Rogers, um, I can't even think who else. Yeah, I've always said that, though. I mean, with all the money we've had, you know. Roethlisberger. I mean, it's it's quarterbacks. And you say the teams that are always in it are always in it because they've got great quarterbacks. Rodgers probably the best quarterback. And 
He will get them back. To, he yeah, will get Yes, them back. but that's my whole point is getting a quarterback too. The Vikings, they've had all the money in the world, get a freaking quarterback. And every time we've been successful, we've had a quarterback or receivers that are so good, you throw the ball out there, the Carters, the Randy Moss, that yeah. you just get it in the general direction. That's, my, what, my, that's what, yeah. Go ahead, I'm so my point is, I give props to Green Bay, even though locally everyone hates on them because they always seem to get it together. No, what it is is the reason people hate on Green Bay is for the simple fact they're just jealous of them. You're exactly right. Time and time again, Green Bay will be in the playoffs. We were in the playoffs last year. We, we get into the playoffs like once every three, four years. And that's my hope. That's why I don't like wild card and everything when you limp into the playoffs. To me, playoffs should be... You'd like it more pure, like yes. the, four, the four final teams? Yes. It's all money-related. They want. Well, money. I realize that. It's yeah. like Game 7. Oh, they got into Game 7. <laughs> yeah. Like Game 7. What a joke. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah, advertising. Well, you know what? The clock on the wall there. Can you see what time it says? What time is it? It is time to wrap this powerful podcast up. Aw. Did you guys have a good time listening tonight? We had a great time here. Johnny Rage enjoyed his treats. You had the... Swiss cake. I gave him two Swiss cakes because I, he's fueled by that. Was that two? <laughs> I'm sorry. I one, one leaping swallow. Yes, we hope you guys had a great time listening to the show. We love you, the listeners. Please tell a friend about this powerful podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine and visit our webpage www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved. <laughs>